0: peace from god our father and our lord jesus christ from beautiful hotel candelaria in antigua guatemala my name is sean smith and on behalf of myself and my beautiful wife damarice hello welcome to now is the time it is my privilege to welcome to the mobile pro podcast booth banana stove crew number four numero cuatro i'm gonna have the crew introduce themselves starting with their crew leader
1: Mariah Tejada, San Francisco, California.
2: Rayleigh Brown, Peoria, Illinois. Kelly Wong, Campbell, California. Carly Nakano, Santa Clara, California. Allie Dewey, Peoria, Illinois.
0: Ladies, welcome to the podcast (laughs) booth. It's great to have you all here. Mostly newbies, one veteran. Mariah's been here many years. Several of you, actually one of you, have said they're going to come for several years. And uh, now she is here. I'm talking about... Sister Rayleigh Brown. And in um, the rest of you have heard about this for a while, right? From friends and family. And so let's start there. How did you hear about this mission and why did you decide to come?
3: Um, I heard about it when I was probably about third grade. Um, Sean Smith came to be like Jesus and he shared about Guatemala. That's how I heard. <laughs> um, I heard about it from the
2: Higa family because I'm friend, I'm pretty close with Sam and I was friends with Riley when she went to Kings and they have been going on it for like forever, so I heard about it from them.
0: Yes, forever. That's so true. <laughs> many many years.
4: Um, I actually heard it from Carly, <laughs> 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 um, and she was going. So and um, I really wanted to go to Guatemala also. So
0: why did you want to go to Guatemala? I mean, you. I mean, I've wa- also
4: never been here, right. and I, I just love going out of the country. I guess.
0: Okay, so you wanted to go on a. Mm-hmm mission trip or overseas trip of some kind. Great. Mrs. B?
5: Um, obviously, it's been um, in front of me for a very long time, like 10 years. And then in November, when you were um, in Peoria for the Northern Conference Youth Board Be Like Jesus Junior event for first through third graders, uh, you... Played your brand new. We were like the first people to see your new video. Yes. And God kind of poked me at that point in time and said, now is the time. And I prayed about it. And then we got some more information. I came to that meeting you had at St. Mark's. And then we kind of put some feelers out in our congregation, like, would it be possible? Would we be able to raise the money? And things just fell into place. We had amazing congregational support. I asked Allie, it took her, like, 1.2 seconds to answer me. (laughs) Yes, Brody was interested. And so, here we
0: are. Here I am. Praise God. Mariah, do you remember the first time?
1: Yeah. I mean, Christina has gone for more than forever <laughs> I think it's been like 13 years that they've been coming with you like 10 um and so I always knew that she went to Guatemala every summer and then one I think it was our junior year of high school she was just like in February or March in March like hey you should come registration closes this weekend and I was like okay <laughs> that's how I started coming I remember yeah I was like okay so I asked my parents and Five years, to four years
4: later.
0: So for all of you, how is this different than what you thought it was going to be like?
3: Oh, my God. What do you think about it? <laughs> I guess when you came and did, like, the presentations... All the pictures were like single-family, like single-story houses with dirt floors. And all of the houses that we've been in so far to install the stoves have been actually like two levels Mm. and have had concrete floors. So I guess that was different than what I was expecting.
0: Yeah, and the reason for that is, interestingly enough, um, because this organization that we've partnered with for the past three years now they actually um, have had success with moving families from extreme poverty to not needing to be part of an institution for help uh, to survive day to day. And uh, it was surprising to us when we found out that there was two-thirds of the families that were registered in the program, two-thirds of the 980 families as part of this program, did not qualify in our previous years for extreme quali- extreme poverty, like living on dirt floors, public water source, cooking over open fires in their house. But they still needed a stove, you know. And so we just really last year, we realized, wow, the reason why two thirds of the families in this program uh, don't have a dirt floor is because, through the program, they've learned to be self-sustaining, and they've actually progressed to the point where uh, they've improved their lives. Whereas, so many other organizations that we've partnered with in the past, uh, we never saw any progress. There was just systemic poverty, and it and it did nothing seemed to change. And so, um, so yeah, that's a good thing that you've actually seen some homes that have improved. There's. It's still a concrete floor. It's mm-hmm. not like it's, you know, tile or wood or, you know.
4: There's a tarp wall. <laughs> right. There's still a tarp wall, yeah.
0: right, and curtains for, you know, doors. But not like the pictures you had seen, you know, years ago. Third grade, really?
4: Yes. Wow.
0: <laughs> We've known each other a long time. Anyway.
4: Um,
2: I guess I was mostly just shocked about how many people that, like, this in one week that you, like, the whole group, like... Reach out, reaches out to and helps because like I've been on trips before but not like you like help one family like the whole week that you're there and like that's great too because like you get close with them but this is like is just a lot different because like we're in a different home every day or more than one home every
4: day
0: mm. Mm. interesting
4: um I kind of wasn't expecting that such a small team of people could actually accomplish like so much like building two stoves or I don't know like Doing a lot of like, concrete floors, cause usually like I don't know service trips that we like, yeah. go on, it's like Mexico. a group of like, like I don't know, fifteen people, yeah, 15, like building 20. one house or mm-hmm. like. Yeah, I went to the Philippines and like, there was um twenty three of us. Um, and there were like a bunch of boys, like just working on like a um, like a shower, like an outdoor shower, and it was like simple as that, but it took a lot of people. But I'm kind of surprised that. Like, five of us can build two stoves and everything. So, yeah.
0: Really well, from what I hear yeah. from your crew leader. <laughs> Even when you have a giant hole to fill that they already cut for you, which isn't <laughs> supposed to happen. Yeah. we can talk about that later. <laughs> it was a big
5: hole.
4: It's a very big
5: hole. When you say extreme, and I believed it was extreme, and I knew kind of what to expect But still, when we walked in, I was like, Allie, we had seen some of the pictures before and heard when you have talked, but walking into that first home and going up the stairs and then outside and then to another, you know, another smaller room on the roof or an open area on the roof and just some of the, the things that they don't have just to survive some what we consider basic needs on a daily basis, it really brings it, you know, right up into your face. And you just really realize that, yeah, that is, that is extreme. But then that what they are so gracious and so kind. Every home that we have been to, why we are banana crew four, is because we kept getting bunches of bananas. I mean, these families are so generous and so thankful and so kind to us. It is just, I mean, it makes us, they're helping us more than we're helping them. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're just extremely kind and appreciative and it, it's yeah, it's extreme. When you said extreme, I knew it would be extreme. But yesterday, we went into the second home we went into, or well, it was the first home we went into, was was very extreme, and there was a duck.
0: <laughs> I want to hear about the duck. But before that, uh, describe that house.
5: We walked in. We stepped in off the street, and that's another thing. I'm a giant klutz. And the sidewalks are, like, huge. I mean, there's, like, a, when you step up off the sidewalk, there's, like, the curb is, like, huge. And we stepped up onto the sidewalk and then stepped into the home, and it was very, very dark, and there was light coming from the ceiling, and there was a gentleman, like, right in front of us who was, um, like, maybe brushing his teeth, washing his face, and we went up this very narrow staircase up through the ceiling out onto the open Um, the open roof, and then there were three rooms that were off of the roof, one of which we built a stove in that was actually a closed room that Carly and Kelly built their stove in. Allie and I were working on Eli's stove in an open area that was next to a huge fire pit, a bricked-in fire pit, that was on the roof that you could see from the soot and the tar on the walls. That's where she had cooked before. But because we had to duck, there were the clotheslines were strung across the roof, and they had um, like tree branches holding up the clotheslines. there were clothes drying on the clotheslines, and so we had to go under one of them. And I said duck, and when I said duck, there was an actual duck underneath <laughs> the clothesline that I was ducking under. So at the
1: moment, it was yes. <laughs>
5: So I'm like duck, duck.
1: <laughs> so yeah. It actually happened that way. Yeah. <laughs> but this um,
0: is a pet duck in a cage? Or um, no, no. The two I doves, I think, were, were in a cage.
5: <laughs> no, the duck was there for a while. <laughs> I, I knew it it right. walking. And then there were two just doves. Out. There were two doves in a cage, though. Mm-hmm. Okay. There was a very large cage hanging in the corner because I thought they were on like the the roof, but they weren't. They were in a cage. And then they had a a dog like that they fed, and then two small cats that they fed mm-hmm. as well while we were there. But um, just there was no, uh, like, cabinet. Like, there was a rack where all of the, what we'd call, like, Tupperware or your leftover dishes would be, plastic dishes would be, which was very unclean. Um, and there was a child's shoe in the front of it. And I just... <sighs> I, I mean, I just felt for the family. And then there was a basket of tomatoes that I hit my head on about three times. And then they eventually moved it. Bless their hearts. Um, but just the there were a lot of flies because it was just open and just the, the food. And it was just not a good circumstance for anybody to be living in at all. And it just and it was, I think, even more important um for us to get those stoves done because we just felt for that family and we wanted to do a good job and we installed two stoves in that that particular home in two different locations Allie and I did one that was more in an open area and then Carly and Kelly did one that was in a, a small closed room which I was actually thankful y'all took the closed <laughs> room because I would uh the open air was fine by me
4: well I have to deal with the
5: Pool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we had yeah, but we the had the 2
4: pool. pool.
5: You mean the Grand Canyon? <laughs> so, so
0: if there was two stoves, I imagine there's multiple families yeah. living together, which is often the case. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. I
1: think there was a
0: mother-in-law
1: and mm-hmm. a daughter-in-law. Right, right. Yeah, having their respective spaces is important. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: How would you describe the, uh, the? I guess you mentioned it. Very kind, very generous. Uh, how would you describe the Guatemalan people? You've traveled a little bit. Mm-hmm. You were saying Philippines. Um, you guys have been on service trips before, mm-hmm. and how, how would you describe the Guatemalan people to someone who's, who's never been here, never been to Guatemala? Well, I don't.
4: Well, I mean, saying coming from Philippines is actually pretty similar. Um, I think it's just because people in poverty, I, like that's how I'm just going to explain it. Um, but just people with so little can be just be so generous. Generous. Um, that is a common thing. Um, places around, yeah.
0: Why do you think that is?
4: <laughs> um. I guess they they don't have any, like they don't have anything to take hand for. I mean yeah
0: (laughs) it's a great answer yeah
4: like they have less so they're more
2: appreciative of what they do have
0: right a lot of people nodding their heads around this (laughs) dude. yes yes
3: um they're just so loving they just open your arms like this little boy at VBS he's been in my craft group um both days now and um before VBS even started today he ran up and gave me a hug and that's not part of their culture, but he was showing me his love in a way that I'm familiar with. Mm. And then um, after they were dismissed from the open group to come back to crafts, him and his four friends, but there was a line where they had to get like the craft materials, but they just bypassed the line completely, and they all ran over to me. And I was like, I was just, I was awestruck. I was like, I'm actually having an impact on them.
0: Mm. You are. Anyone else? Guatemalan people.
1: Um, I think this is to answer your first question too about what shocks you, and I think being like whatever, like my eighth or ninth week here, like there's not much that sh- is the same thing that shocks them. Don't shock doesn't shock me as much anymore. Right. But what continually shocks me is the 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 how hardworking these moms are. And how much like I'm coming back on the bus and I'm like, I'm tired. I'm gonna go take a shower and then I'm gonna maybe lay down for 30 minutes because I'm tired from the day. But like Roxana is sitting next to me and she's still gonna go travel an hour and a half back home with a baby. And it's just they work so hard and it's nonstop and they are fighting for their lives and for the lives of their children. And that repeatedly shocks me and that repeatedly was like Speaks to the type of people that the Guatemalans are and just like that. It's, you see it in everything. You see it when you're walking down the street and you see it in the moms that serve at VBS and especially at Corazón de los Ninos and in Lillian and it's really cool.
0: And they use that word, the word in Spanish is luchando, which mm-hmm. means fighting. They say, you know, it's a hard life, but but we're here fighting every day basically to survive, you know, is, is the, and it's so inspiring. You just, wow. I mean, it's so true. Mm-hmm. Fighting. Mm-hmm. yeah.
5: Then I saw what looked like a grandmother today holding a toddler grandchild in age and they're carrying, you know, the young kids around and looking out for them and just caring for them and then, in all that they're being so hospitable the ladies who made the plantains today at the center and came out after lunch and the beautiful lunch they made for us on monday mm-hmm. and they're just always looking out for us and we just feel so welcome and want to in turn look out i mean we're here to look out for them and to try to help them and they're just paying it forward every step we take they are two steps ahead of us mm-hmm. And they're carrying about 50 more pounds of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's coming from somebody who totes a lot of stuff in her
4: backpack.
0: <laughs> we're, we're a little further than halfway through the week. And so many people tell me, you know, like a month's worth of stuff happens every day and they don't want to forget. And so what is one moment or one person that you don't want to forget? like six months or a year from now, what is something that's happened so far this week that you don't want to forget?
3: There's been so many of them, but um, yesterday at VBS during closing while we were singing, there was these two junior high girls and we kept like looking, making eye contact while we were doing the motions. And we kept, like, smiling back and forth each other. And no words were exchanged at all yesterday. But yet we kind of felt that mutual love. And, like, love was exchanged, but words weren't. And then today, um, at the beginning, we, again, like, were just exchanging, you know, eyes and, like, smiles back and forth. But then I actually talked to them at the end during kind of closing. And we were doing the motions together and after we had had a conversation. And it was just interesting to see how our relationship kind of progressed and how, like, just the love was there before words were even, like, exchanged. I thought that was pretty cool. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, on
2: Monday when we first went to the center and, like, we the families, like, did the dance for us and, like, they all just kind of, mm-hmm. like, were introducing themselves, you know? There was, like, this one little girl and she went around and she hugged everyone. Like, every single person, mm-hmm. she went around and hugged them. And then, like, she heard me, and then she went on to the next person, and then later on, she came back to me, and she just followed me around the whole time we were there. And then, like, like I, don't, okay, I don't really speak Spanish well, so, like, we couldn't really communicate well. And then, like, when we left, like, I didn't see her, so then we, I was just walking away, and then she, like, comes running, and she's like, in Spanish, was, like, oh, you're coming back, right? And I was, like, see, see. And then, um, <laughs> and then in VBS, um, yes, it's Wednesday. Yeah, and yesterday, like, I got there, and then out of nowhere, she just comes back running up, and then, like, she was with me most of the time. And the same thing happened today. And, like, yeah, we can't really communicate very well. Like, she'll, like, try to talk to me, and I'm like, uh uh-huh. like, mm-hmm. <laughs> see? And, then like, but, like, yeah. Or, like, she'll, like, ask me something or talk to me, and I just, like, look at her. And I'm like, uh uh-huh. like, no entiendo. And then she'll just, like, look at me and smile and then hug me. And it's just, like, I don't
0: know. <laughs> Doesn't matter. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? Words just get in the way. Yeah. Mm. So. It, it's funny because not only do you need to be able to speak Spanish, you have to be able to speak kid. <laughs> Spanish, you know? I mean, you think about it, Kids don't have proper grammar, and, you know, and some kids, you know, in your own language, you don't understand. And so I, I sometimes get really frustrated trying to communicate with kids, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I don't know kid. I know proper Spanish grammar that I've been studying. That's the
5: class I need to take, kids'
2: Spanish.
0: Yes. But then you realize it doesn't matter yeah. that much. They just come and give you a hug anyway, you know? And so that's great.
4: Um, mine was pretty similar to Allie's, um, but when we were doing the worship songs and, um, yeah, Carly knows this, uh, <laughs> and we're doing all the motions and I would kind of, like, make, kind of, like, eye contact with all the kids, like, just, like, being really entertaining, whatever, um, but I kind of, um, connected with this one boy and I don't know if his little brother or just his little, like, friend, um, but... I don't know, we kind, of, we kind of just, like, instead of doing motions, we kind of just danced around. It's like, yeah, um, yeah. that's kind of it. It was just really fun just to connect with them without even saying anything.
0: Um, praise God.
5: Um, I'm trying to write as much down as possible so that I don't forget mm-hmm. to share. Today in the, um, the microbus... On the way to projects, uh, Roxanne and baby (laughs) Damaris were riding with us. And Damaris was so intrigued by something on Allie's book bag. And she was just smiling and messing with something. I'm like, Allie, what is on your book bag? And she's like, it's my folk luggage tag. And Damaris was just like, she was smiling and she was cooing and she was just so excited. And today... On the way back, they were riding with us as well, and she was just kind of like baby singing, just making little noises and being <laughs> vocal. And I um, said to Maria, "I'm like, can Damaris ride with us every day?" <laughs> and she told Roxanne, and Roxanne was like, "Maybe Friday." So, <laughs> so but just the, <laughs> the, the yeah, <laughs> maybe not. The, yeah. But just being able to see—I mean, the, all of the kids at VBS because a lot of the homes we've gone into because. We are morning stove and afternoon VBS. We don't see a lot of the kids. We did get to see Heidi's kids today. Her two youngest mm-hmm. kids, I believe. Who her little daughter is a spitfire. She's a hoot. But <laughs> oh, she's running around. Uh, yeah, she was yeah making a veil out of the curtain and dancing around and singing. Um, but just the kids just run up. I don't know how many hugs I got today. And these three little boys at Vacation Bible School were in my group they were the second session of crafts and they came up to me and it was Nelson and Eric and Juan and they sat there and they did their crafts and they were like so deliberate in getting their coloring done and where to put stuff. And they just enjoyed it and sat there and they were not like in a big hurry and we just enjoyed ourselves and had a good time. And it was just wonderful. Not that I'm biased and love vacation Bible school anyway. But. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're wonderful.
1: Um, it's been interesting because this, this year, because I'm doing a lot more things like Crew Leader and VBS and things like that, I don't have as many moments with the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot different. It's Tell me about that. Not really being here in <laughs>
0: contact with the kids.
1: Yeah, no. I'm
0: in an office all day. Yeah,
1: yeah. no, and yeah. it's more facilitating the experience for everybody else, which is a whole different side of it. That's it awesome. It is. Um, so I would say that my my favorite moments of the week have been more. It's been more like. The conversations I've had with the drivers and mm. with Roxana and with Elba, kind of more the people who are, you know, running the thing, just being able to sit there with them at lunch and like, cause we're like scrambling to eat lunch at the same time or in the car ride or the women that while we're walking to the house. Um, Yeah, just kind of reestablishing those like relationships of, like, that we've in the past just been like oh hi like I remember you like this year and even Lillian like be able to talk to her for a little bit just because I'm there in the moment and we're talking about things that need to get done and just be able to talk to her and things like that.
0: Lillian's the director of yeah. Corazonos Niños the organization we partner with here.
1: Yeah mm-hmm. and today I was eating my lunch and I was standing over in donations and I'd never actually watched donations happen in action. Mm-hmm. And it was the sweetest thing. There were these little, cute little three-year-old girls that came in all by themselves. And, like, Mrs. Higa and Mrs. Nice and Miss Nancy, they have the... They're the best people to be doing this. And those girls had the best time just, like, picking out the clothes that they wanted and the biggest smiles. And so that was really, really cool to watch from the back.
0: I really would love to give you an opportunity to say any final words to family, friends, supporters, maybe people who have helped it make it possible for you to come. Um, so think about that. But before we do that, I really want to hear the Eli Stove story.
5: <laughs> Go ahead. Um, so uh, back in the end of January, I was in Louisville, Kentucky at uh, a training, and Caitlin, uh messaged me and told me that I needed to check out something on Facebook and one of our younger members of the congregation, his name is Eli, it was in first grade at the time and he had been assigned a project where he had to make a commercial and so I got online to look at it and it's on I think it's on YouTube and it's Eli's Dog Shop and so his dad helped him shoot a commercial as a class project and so Eli made uh, homemade dog and cat treats and also homemade dog toys out of recycled items. For example, he took old socks and he shoved a plastic water bottle in them, put like a dog piece, a treat or a piece of kibble inside them and then tied them in a knot, sold those. There's We have a great rope that my two dogs love. And he sold those items, and it was Eli's dog shop, and their dog was in the commercial and everything. And the proceeds from Eli's dog shop, he was trying to raise enough money to purchase a stove for a family in Guatemala. Eli sold enough dog treats, not just to my two dogs, but um, that he was able to purchase a stove. Hmm. And so on Tuesday... Allie and I, with the help of the rest of Banana Crew, Stove Crew 4, yes, um, were able to install the stove that Eli had raised the money through Eli's dog
0: shop. How old is Eli again?
5: Eli just finished the first grade.
0: Yeah. So great. So, Thank you, Eli.
5: So, yes, and Eli um, had come to... When you had come to First English, and he had come to be like Jesus Jr., and so he had seen you and heard and seen the presentation about the children in Guatemala and that everyone could help no matter how old or young you were, and so he decided to help.
0: Praise God. God bless you, Elar.
5: Which also I thought to myself after he did that, wouldn't that be cool if we could install that?
0: And you did. Yes. Because you came to Guatemala.
5: Yes. To serve God and to see Dama Reese. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: And now you have a photo to prove it. You yes. finally tracked her down and got a photo. Final thoughts, final words for those maybe who are listening back home who helped you in some way, maybe through prayer support, maybe, maybe a financial gift. Uh, maybe they collected some donations that you could bring. Uh, what would you like to say?
3: Just thank you. This has been such an amazing experience so far. Um, I can't wait for tomorrow and the days to come. Um, I've just learned so much about love and God and just what it is to love. And I just, words can't express what I've learned or what I've seen. Um, yeah, I want to thank
2: all the people that like our family friends that gave us donations. Like, my mom and I were together to put something on, uh, like, the, our Facebook neighborhood page, and, like, so many people came and, like, were bringing, like, new stuff, like, old clothes and, like, so many people that, like, we almost didn't have, like, we almost couldn't fit it in our bag. <laughs> Luckily, we did. And, um, but so, yeah, that was really nice of all of them to bring that. And also, I'm really thankful that the, um, he introduced me to this because in the, be, like, beginning of the year, I was deciding whether or not to do something else or to do, go to Mexico again, which what I did the last two years. And then Sam was like, "Oh, like why don't you do this with like our family and like my church?" And I was just like, eh, "Maybe." And then like I was just like, "Okay, well why not?" i vote, like, our school did a trip to Guatemala for a while, and I wanted to go this year, but then they they stopped doing it. So I was like, "Okay, well I guess this might be a sign." Like, so then yeah, so I'm really thankful that I actually decided to
4: do this. We are too. <laughs> um. Again, I just want to thank everyone who just supported this trip, I guess, and everyone just who donated things because I can see what donations do um and they really help families so thank you for all that um our congregation overwhelming
5: support from our congregation um so and our families that were you know just like okay with us leaving um the Holy Spirit and you for nagging me for 10 years. So, um, and told me that even though I didn't speak Spanish, it was okay. But um, just, they were so supportive in getting behind us and praying for us and writing care cards. And just being on this journey and being present with us. Even though they're not physically here, they are here.
1: Um. I think for anyone thinking of coming and is still on the fence, if you think you're not equipped to come or you're not physically able to build a stove or you don't know the language, like, that's so unnecessary. Like, none of those things are necessary in order to come on this trip and to have an impact on a family and have a family impact you. I mean, just going in to build a stove... Your job literally can be talking to the family and just playing with the kids. Even if even if you can't really talk, talk. Right. But just, like, there's something about, like, last last year I had a mom on my crew, and she didn't speak the language, but this mom and her just connected just because they were laughing about the kids playing on the floor, and that, like, that mom connected with that mom, and the rest of the week, you know, they hung out at VBS, even though they couldn't speak the language, and, and just... I just stood back in the corner today when we were doing crafts, and I like saw the kids on the floor, and like all of you guys with them, and it just it was so beautiful to watch. Even if you just can like do hand motions, it it's something that needs to be done, and it's something that we need a person to do. And so if you come and you do that, like you're doing so much in order to make this whole thing work. Like you doing hand motions enables someone else to go and do floors, and like go and impact a family that way. That's like in in that capacity, and so.
0: If you think you have come in, there's a place for you. Amen. Well, I would also like to thank all of those that sent all of you and supported you because we could not do it without your help. And uh, I know that behind each and every one of you, there's a line of people that you are representing as ambassadors to your families, your churches, your friends, coworkers, neighbors, People that you never thought would support you, that you didn't, they didn't even, you didn't even know were in your life, and now you are here representing them. We uh, we're eternally grateful, and we're so grateful that they sent you and not somebody else. Because I can honestly say, you all are awesome, and we are so grateful that you said yes to the Holy Spirit even after 10 years, especially after 10 years, that takes an extra measure of faith, I think. Um, We're just truly honored, humbled, grateful for uh, your service to our Lord and to his children here in Guatemala. And I thank you for sharing your stories today on the podcast. Thank you, ladies. So that's all the time we have for now from Antigua, Guatemala. If you'd like more information about our mission, team photos, audio podcasts, blog posts, or even YouTube videos, visit our mission website at nowisthetimeformissions.com. That's nowisthetimeformissions.com. And until next time, this is Sean Smith saying Dios te bendigo. May God bless you. Vaya con Dios. Go with God. Pero no inmediatamente.